Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, friends. To be honest, I had a completely different episode planned for you this week, already loaded and and ready to be released for the Monday uh, podcast. And here I am on Sunday morning releasing this new, recording this new episode for you because the feelings that I am having and have been having the last 48 hours around a couple of posts that I've read on Instagram have been so strong and so intense for me that I can't I can't not talk about this right now. And I don't often get this revved up, this emotional feel this intensely about posts that I see people on Instagram make, but for some reason these two have hit me really hard and I think that like even as I'm recording this I get I'm getting chills. Like I just feel so stoked about these women opening up this floodgate of conversation, talking about this topic in a very transparent and vulnerable way. And these are two women that have really significant followings, right? From someone like me that has, you know, 3000 followers that, you know, I get, I have a really amazing community that I love on social media. But when I think about these two other individuals that have a hundred K plus, it's like the fact that they're a hundred K to 3.8 million. I just pulled up Tabitha Brown's account. She has 3.8 million. Uh, the fact that they're opening up this conversation is needed. It's so needed because their reach is, is wild. It's huge. So what are these posts that I'm talking about? Well, the first one that I saw was two days ago by Tabitha Brown and it is a it is a photo of her. If you don't follow her, she's a super fun, just super happy, amazing person to follow on Instagram. Like so happy that sometimes maybe you want to hate her, but you can't because she's just so fun. Uh, so on this post, it's from it's a throwback, as she says, from late two thousand nine. And in this photo, it is her kind of taking that pose that many of us see Instagram influencers take where you're kind of like you push back your and you have your hands across your waist and it's usually to make your waist appear smaller. Her hair is long and flat ironed and she's quite thin. And she talks about that post here and I just want to read a little bit about what she says and she says this was the tab that wasn't free. She was the constant diet and starving herself. She was constantly diet and starving herself for auditions and shoots tab, always covering her Southern accent tab, always wearing her hair straight, not because she wanted to, but because she thought she had to tab, trying to be what she thought the entertainment industry wanted her to be tab. But then tab found her way back to the real her and oh God, we thank you for the journey. Now I am free tab. 
And I got some chills reading that because if you follow her now, you will see a thicker tab with wild, beautiful hair, full of life, living, wearing these wild, beautiful clothes and, and showing her stomach and loving on her stomach. And this is just such a perfect example of how many people, how many women, women look to for thinspiration. We look at these, you know, I can almost guarantee you there were women looking at Tabitha Brown back in 2009 thinking, oh my God, I would kill for her stomach. I would kill for her waist. I would kill for her arms. I would kill for her blank, fill in the blank. And there she was killing herself to look like someone that in her truest form, she was not. Not only was she restricting her calories, not only was she restricting her joy, she was restricting her entire life. Her life now, bigger, bolder, louder, taking up more space, Tabitha, seems pretty fucking good. We literally kill ourselves to be something smaller, something that we're not, and for who? This is something that's interesting that my partner often points out. He's like, you know, you, you women do it for other women. Men don't care. And I think that's so true. Sure, yes, there are some men that, that care. They are very superficial, blah, blah, blah. Like most of you don't want to be in relationships with guys like that. You just don't. Like barf, no thank you. The real men that you're after don't give a shit about your weight or your wrinkles. I kind of think of our wrinkles in the same way that I think of men balding. Like when you see men with like a thick, luscious locks, yeah, sure, you're like, damn, that guy's hot. But also you can see your guy with a bald head or or balding or developing that patch and you're like, it's still super hot. Like it's still super sexy. I don't care. And I believe that men feel the same way about women's wrinkles, women's roles. Sure. Like you see some babe walking by and like both of us are staring at her like, damn, she's hot. I will often say that to David. I'll be like, damn, she's really hot. That's amazing. Like let's acknowledge that she's really fucking hot and it doesn't take away from me, my body, where I'm at all of this, someone else can exist with those things without it meaning anything about you. We care so much about all of this stuff for what? Like really getting clear on what is it that I'm killing myself over? Who is it that I'm dying for their acceptance? Because, and I talked about this in the last week's episode of Aesthetic Goals of, you know, I I hear this from so many clients because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and women that are really successful in their company. And they're like, I just don't feel like I can achieve my level of success in a body like this. But what if it's actually exactly what's going to lead you to your success? And also, what the hell is success? 
right? Is, is success really obsessing over what the scale says every single day? Is it really obsessing over every single extra bite that you take, every single amount of carbs that you consume? Is that really success for a, a waist size that takes all of your attention and energy and free time to sustain? Or is success living freely? And letting your body be, which is exactly what Tabitha Brown has been practicing for years now. And guess what? She had those same fears that all of you have to, if I let go, if I just let my body be everything, I'll lose everything. I'll never stop gaining weight. I'll be unlovable. I'll be unworthy. No one will respect me. And that is a lie. That is a lie to keep you distracted. That is a lie to keep you chained to the scale, chained to your MyFitnessPal, chained to your watch, step count, your calories burned. That's not freedom. I want to tell you also about, I was trying to practice her name. Uh, she, She has... 107 followers, so a pretty big following. And I just about screamed when I read her post. Uh, let's see, this was, at, as I'm reading this right now, it was um, also two days ago. So who knows, maybe Tabitha inspired her to make this post too, or maybe it's just in the air that this is the conversation that we really need to be having right now. And I'm fucking here for it. And her, her, she did a slider. I'm going to tag both of them in the show notes. So if you're not following them, you can go read these and um, just soak up some of this energy and some of this realness that's being, that's taking place in these comment section. Uh, Okay. So first let me read this post. Um, Diane says, so she's like a, I think she's like a whole 30 or uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but she does, I think she's like no flour, no sugar, or who knows? Also, who knows what she's going to be in a year from now, right? Like this is the thing. I often wonder about Melissa Hartwig because she kind of runs in the same circle as Melissa Hartwig with Whole30 stuff. Um, but sometimes I wonder like, would Melissa Hartwig, would Whole30 be as popular as it is if Melissa Hartwig didn't have abs? What do you think? Melissa Urban, I should call her. Sorry, she's 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 divorced and changed her name to Melissa Urban. But I wonder if it would be as popular as it is if Melissa Urban didn't look like Melissa Urban. And I'm not blaming her at all. Like, actually, despite what she, you know, her running Whole Thirty, I actually really like following her because she's fucking real. She posts photos of her abs, and she's like, "Listen, y'all." It's just, these are just here. Like I, they're, I don't focus on them. I don't eat for them. I, they're just what my body does. And I appreciate that transparency that she has about her body. I mean, even when you look back to her history with using drugs, like she's just always been quite a thin woman, whether she was binging on cupcakes and whatever before she was doing her whole 30 or, or not, like she's always just been thin and had abs naturally. And I think that that's something that is so hard for people to imagine is, is that, that that's natural and that they should just change the way they eat and that abs should just happen. And for me personally, you know, when I had abs, when I was like 
way, way skinny and out of control obsessed with food. That was the one time in my life I had abs and it was a full-time job and it, it wasn't effortless. There was nothing effortless about it. And you know what else is interesting about achieving abs or our quote goal body is that we believe this level of peace and freedom and finally arriving is going to happen. But almost every single time, even to this day, when I notice my body shifting or losing weight, there's this, oh no, now I have to maintain this. What if I don't have this in a month or a year? Like, oh God, we think this freedom is going to come from the weight loss, but you know what often happens? You get more anxious. You get more stressed out. You think, oh shoot, now I have to be really strict with what I'm eating because I can't go back to where I was. And it is a roller coaster in hell. I made a post about this like a year or two ago. It came up on my Facebook memories. It's a roundabout in hell. And we just keep going round and round and round and round thinking we're getting closer, but we're really just diving deeper and deeper into insanity. So let me go back to uh, her post that she made that really does like really gives me chills. Like I've just again this this these messages are just God. I'm just so excited that these women are talking about this. But she her on her sliders she did. I'm challenged by the fact that I've never lived in a lean body without dieting to achieve it every single day. I resist the urge to begin another diet every single day. So much peace comes with not dieting and not thinking about food in that way every single day. Yet the pressure to diet is present and palpable every single day. Damn. Let that soak in for a second. Now, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh my God, I can't deal with that every single day, I want to tell you that even in her bio right now, she has anti-diet newbie. And those feelings that she has right now about the urge being present every single day, I can almost guarantee you that if she continues this work, that will not be the, the case. I tell every single client that I work with, listen, right now is the hardest. Those first couple months are the hardest. Letting it be hard is okay. But Diane taking the time to acknowledge that and then to read the onslaught of comments that she has received. She actually turned the comments off because they they were getting so there were so many of them. Oh, it looks like they're back on right now, but to read through some of these comments chills even more. Why? Because it's women just like just like you, just like where I was in my past, literally killing myself to achieve for something that doesn't exist. Like 
The goal that I had for myself never existed because again, the closer you get to your quote goal body, when you're doing it from a place of self-loathing, when you're doing it from a place of fear, when you're doing it from a place of just anxiety, the only thing that happens is you get more of those feelings. You get more anxious, you get more stressed out. And the beautiful thing about where Diane is at right now is that she is letting go. In her stories, there's a ton of questions. She's opened up the conversation. She said, what's on your mind? How can I help anti-diet or otherwise? Which, I mean, she's a brand new anti-dieter. So I've read through some of these questions and she's not actually giving a lot of advice, which is really great. But she, again, is opening that conversation as someone that is in the health and wellness scene, acknowledging like, this is really fucking hard. And I'm tired of fighting my body every single day. And I'm trying something new and I'm scared as hell. And that, my friends, is the path to freedom. She is on that path and her opening up that gate and giving other women permission to talk about their fears, their weight gain through COVID, letting go of dieting, letting go of the constant obsession, constantly worrying about their bodies. That is what changes the world, honestly, is when we have women in powerful positions starting to open up that conversation. And this is why it was so devastating to me when Oprah started promoting Weight Watchers, because she is a woman in power. And what she was telling people by by saying, hey, join Weight Watchers, was, I'm not okay. This size is not okay. And you know what we need? We need more Lizzo energy up in this bitch. We need more individuals owning their body. You know, Diane goes on to say, like, I, I, I have thin privilege, meaning she can go into pretty much any clothing store and buy clothes that fit her. She can get onto an airplane just fine and, and wear clothes that fit her. And that this is like, it doesn't really matter about your weight. It's the thoughts. It's the anxiety. It's not about your waist size. It's really not. She still falls in quite a thin body. And this doesn't mean she doesn't get to still feel all the feels. She gets that. She gets to do that because we live in such a fucked up culture that tells women, no matter what you are, be smaller, be better, do it a different way. It's sent to us relentlessly. And we need people like her, people like Tabitha, people like Lizzo talking about the truth, the truth of this is hard and I want to do it different because I'm tired of being imprisoned by this. I'm tired of pretending that I just don't care and everything's fine. And, and, and just again, opening that vulnerable conversation because I know that that is what most women need. We don't need more people telling us how to lose weight We don't need more people telling us what we shouldn't be able to eat. Because again, I want you to ask yourself, why? What is the end goal? Like, what are you killing yourself over? Like, what what do you think is going to happen when you 
achieve the goal weight. Because let me tell you, I'm working with a new client right now who's kind of at her goal weight. And guess what? She's miserable. It's constant. It's relentless thinking about what am I going to eat? Oh my gosh, just don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. And then binging at night, right? Like that's, that's the pretty common cycle. And it's unnecessary. And it's not your fault. Also, like I, this is what gives me chills and this is what gets me really riled up about all of this is that the only reason these women are killing themselves to be something that they're not is because that's the message you're sold. You are groomed to hate however you naturally are because that's how other people profit. You are groomed to be reminded that you could never possibly be okay just the way that you are. You're sold that message from a very young age. And it is bullshit. And again, I just, I felt really passionate. Maybe you can hear that in my voice and the F-bombs that I'm dropping. But I really, like, this is the core of the reason why I do the work that I do. It's not pro weight gain. It's not anti-weight loss. That's not it. Those things are, are the externals. Those things are the symptoms of whatever's going on with you. What I care about is you. What I care about is why are you feeling the need to lose weight to begin with? What's really motivating that? You know, and go back and listen to my healthy eating as a couple episodes ago. Like, healthy eating is great. Exercise is great. Feeling good in your body is amazing. I want that for all of you. But let's get really clear on the reason why. Let's stop demonizing food and bodies. And let's just let ourselves freaking eat for once and live in our body and live in our skin and buy clothes that fit and give ourselves permission to go through this process, this process of unlearning, of undieting. You know, Diane and her stories talked about ordering clothes that are bigger, wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts. You know what? I went through it too. And it comes back to really asking yourself, why am I doing this? Because you've got to know that why. I talked, I, go listen to all my podcasts if you haven't. <laughs> but this was the same thing that happened to me too, of I had to really know my why. And my why was, you know what? I don't want to keep doing this for the next five or 10 years. And quote, this, what that means for me was just constantly obsessing, constantly thinking about food all day long. Every conversation I had, food was always in the back of my mind. Every single thing I did, burning calories was in the back of my mind. Every single thing I ate, weight gain was in the back of my mind. My entire existence revolved around that. And it is a cap on your potential for this one amazing life that you have. You can literally go 70, 80, 90 years old, still wishing your body looked different. Or you can just let your body be in realizing that your body is the least interesting thing about you. Maybe you've seen that quote rolling around and it is true. Who gives a shit? Great. You have some stomach rolls. You have some soft arms. Wonderful. 
What do you love doing? What makes you feel alive? What do you do during the day that just makes your heart sing? What events do you do? What activities do you participate in that you lose track of time? When you're spending time with people, where where do you just completely get lost in the conversation and love it? When do you laugh so hard you cry? Focusing more on building that and less on achieving some perfect body that five minutes later is going to look different because that's what bodies do. We see these women in photo shoots and, you know, fitness competitors and and these one snapshots of, of women that they look like that for literally half a second, half a second. And then they drink some water and guess what? They've gained weight and their stomach sticks out because that's what bodies do. But also, you know, going back to remembering that the purpose of your body isn't just to be looked at. Like, let's really take it back to what the purpose of your body is. You don't have to walk around in crop tops unless you want to. You don't have to walk around in shorts that show your ass cheeks unless you want to. You don't have to do any of that. You get to be wherever you are in this process. But what I want to say, you know, to Diane too, that's just beginning this process and to all of my, my current clients and to all of my potential future clients and just to anyone that's listening to this podcast is that your relationship to food and body is going to continually change. Your body, if you're lucky, is going to continue to change, to age, to evolve, because that's what bodies do. Give yourself the space, the grace, the dignity to go through all of that. Give yourself the permission to freaking breathe. Like notice if you squeeze your abs in all day. Notice if you suck in every time someone walks by you. Let it out. Let it all out. Let yourself breathe. Let yourself be Because when you stop obsessing about food and weight, you get to start your life. You get to really be present and engage. And this doesn't mean that you don't have poor body image days. This doesn't mean that you just live in bliss forever and ever and ever. I think that's really an important thing to to note too, is that like life still happens. Like there's still bad days and hard emotions and all of that, but you get to go through it with with so much more ease when weight and body image aren't on the forefront of your brain. You actually get to enjoy meals out when weight and body image aren't the forefront of your brain. You get to enjoy conversations and relationships when you aren't distracted by food and weight. You get to feel life. You get to experience life. You get to you get to be you. You get to really fully be you. I mean, that is something that I, I remember I was in a Portland state library. This was, I don't know however many years ago this was now, but I was just so tired. I was so tired of, of binging and restricting and purging and exercising and counting. And just, I was so tired. And I remember sitting in my car 
and I had called someone. I can't, I can't even remember who it was. I don't even remember the conversation, but I know in that moment in my car, my seatbelt was on and I let my stomach out. I let myself exhale. And I realized in that moment, I hadn't let my body relax and be loose and breathe in years. I was constantly sucking it in, squeezing my abs, anything to to make myself appear smaller, look different, burn more calories, build better abs. And in that moment, I let myself breathe and I was like, wow, I don't know the last time I've let my, my stomach stick out and be a stomach. Just be there. It's always trying to make it smaller. I had the same idea and same hope, like if I could just cut this off. It's literally me. Think about saying that to a friend. Like, you know, if we could just get rid of that right there, it'd be so hot. I'd love you so much more. Or a child or a pet. You would never. You would never. Do you know why? Because it doesn't matter. You don't care. Starting to shift some of that love and respect and just admiration that you have from for other people to yourself. Like rub your stomach a little bit. Like, yeah, girl, mm, we're doing it. Rub those arms, your face, your chin, your neck, your legs. Like, Let your body be. Take some deep breaths today. Like let your stomach out. If you're wearing pants that are super stiff and exhausting, (laughs) change them. And go follow those two accounts. I'll tag them, read through them, and soak up that. Soak up that energy. Because let me tell you what. If there's one thing I believe to be true about this work, this work being letting go of dieting, letting go of the constant pursuit of weight loss that will literally never be enough, is we need people around us doing similar work. We need other individuals around us with the same kind of thought processes, And I just want to say this out loud just to kind of help keep me accountable too, but this is something I'm working on right now. I'm just kind of throwing the ideas around in my head, but opening kind of an alumni group coaching program for anyone that's worked with me just for those drop-in coaching calls. Because you know what? This, This process doesn't end. You know, I think it's it's so important to say that, especially because of how dominant and rampant and loud diet culture and how just acceptable it is for women to hate their bodies. When you hear a woman say like, I'm on a diet, I just need to lose 20 pounds, I hate my stomach, I hate this, no one's like, wow, I can't believe she said that. Nobody. You hear a woman that's like, fuck no, I'm not dieting. I love my body. Pass the bread. I love butter. Let's eat. Let's exercise. Let's live. Let's have sex. Let's do all the things. That is shocking. To hear a woman say she doesn't want to change her body is jaw-dropping. And that is who we need to be spending time with. That 
is who you need to be surrounded with. Those are the messages you need to hear. And so this is something, again, I'm working on um, creating some online or uh, some alumni calls just for that extra kind of tap in, right? Because sometimes you'll be going through life one, three, six months and you're feeling great and then something pops in and you're like, maybe I should go back to keto. Maybe I should go back to this. Maybe I should go back to that. Maybe I should do this. And all those old thoughts just come right back in. And you need a little hand-holding. You need a little tough love. You need a little reminder. You need a little regrounding. And that's that's the purpose of, of alumni coaching and just kind of creating that group is that like the power of community is priceless. So if you're a previous coaching client of mine, keep an eye out in your email. Hopefully over the next couple months, I'll be announcing and releasing something along those lines. And in the meantime, you know, please share this podcast. Please, please take a screenshot, upload it, shoot it to your bestie, shoot it to someone else that's like really ready to change their relationship to food and body because it doesn't mean you stop taking care of yourself. It doesn't mean you stop caring what you look like. It, it starts, it means that you start treating yourself with some damn respect is really what it means. It means that you start unconditionally loving yourself and actually maybe for the first time ever really listening to yourself and taking care of yourself. And again, I think that this is a message that every single woman out there needs to hear more of. So I hope that, I hope you got something out of this episode because Again, it's just really been so strong and so loud in my mind over the last 48 hours. I couldn't miss this opportunity to hop in here and tell you about these two amazing women sharing very vulnerably on a big platform and getting lots of feedback and just messages that I think you're really going to resonate with and I hope find some inspiration from. So I love you. If you're doing this work, I'm here for it. Good for you. Like This is the work that will change your life, I promise. And that is it for this week. I will see you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.